Hello friends and welcome to day number 40 of Bible in a Year with Pastor Steve. Cannot believe that we are 40 sessions in to this Bible in a Year reading plan. I want to congratulate each and every one of you who have been here from the beginning or who have made the effort to be here as often as possible so that you can build this holy habit of seeking God in God's Word for the entire year. If you are in need of the Bible in a Year reading plan, you are Welcome to click that link that's in the show notes and get the PDF there. Today we will be reading from Numbers. This is in the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible. This is the fourth book of the Pentateuch. Uh, You'll be reading chapters 27 through 30, although I will be reading chapters 27 and 28 for this podcast. You should also read Psalm number 40 and Proverb number 9. As always, I'll be using the World English Bible translation because it's public domain, but you are welcome to use any translation that you are comfortable with. Uh, I personally wouldn't use the the web translation as my daily read because it is kind of clunky. It doesn't read as well as, let's say, a new international version or something like that. So uh, be sure that you have a translation on hand that is comfortable for you to read um, and is not confusing. I know some people go for the King James Version, and there's a lot of the these and the thous, the old kind of Elizabethan language. Uh, It's not very comfortable for a lot of us reading the scriptures in the 21st century. Friends, if you are enjoying this Bible in a Year reading plan, I ask that you hit subscribe on your listening platform of choice, as that does help me get the word out that this podcast is in existence. So when people search Bible or Bible in a Year or a reading plan uh, in their podcast platforms, this one will show up because of your gracious action of hitting subscribe. So I thank you for that. Well, without any further ado, friends, I think we should just go ahead and jump right into the readings for today. Numbers chapter 27. The daughters of Zelophehad, the son of Hephor, the son of Gilead, the son of Machir, the sons of Manasseh, of the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, came near. These are the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Tirzah. They stood before Moses, before Eleazar the priest, and before the princes and all the congregation, at the door of the tent of meeting, saying, Our father died in the wilderness. He was not among the company of those who gathered themselves together against Yahweh and the company of Korah, but he died in his own sin. He had no sons. Why should the name of our father be taken away from among his family? Because he had no son. Give to us a possession among the brothers of our father. Moses brought their cause before Yahweh. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad speak right. You shall surely give them a possession of an inheritance among their father's brothers. You shall cause the inheritance of their father to pass to them. You shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall cause his inheritance to pass to his daughter. If he has no daughter, then you shall give the inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his father's brothers. If the father has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his kinsmen, 
who is next to him of his family, and he shall possess it. This shall be a statute and ordinance for the children of Israel, as Yahweh commanded Moses. Yahweh said to Moses, Go up into the mountain of Abiram, and see the land which I have given to the children of Israel. When you have seen it, you shall be gathered to your people, as Aaron your brother was gathered. Because in the strife of the congregation you rebelled against my word in the wilderness of Zin, to honor me as holy at the waters before their eyes. These are the waters of Meribah of Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Moses speaking to Yahweh, saying, Let Yahweh, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation, who may go out before them, and who may come in before them, and who may lead them out, and who may bring them in, that the congregation of Yahweh may not be as a sheep which have no shepherd. Yahweh said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hands on him. Set him before Eliezer the priest and before the congregation, and commission him in their sight. You shall give authority to him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may obey. He shall stand before Eliezer the priest, who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before Yahweh. At his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the children of Israel with him, even all the congregation. Moses did as Yahweh commanded him. He took Joshua and set him before Eliezer the priest and before all the congregation. He laid his hands on him and commissioned him as Yahweh spoke to Moses. Numbers chapter 28. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, Command the children of Israel and tell them, See that you present my offering, my food for my offerings made by fire as a pleasant aroma to me in their due season. You shall tell them, This is the offering made by fire which you shall offer to Yahweh male lambs, a year old without defect, two day by day, for a continual burnt offering. You shall offer the one lamb in the morning, and you shall offer the other lamb at the evening, with one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour for a meal offering, mixed with the fourth part of a hin of beaten oil. It is a continual burnt offering, which was ordained in Mount Sinai, for a pleasant aroma, an offering made by fire to Yahweh. Its drink offering shall be the fourth part of a hen for each lamb. You shall pour out a drink offering of strong drink to Yahweh in the holy place. The other lamb you shall offer at evening, as the meal offering of the morning, and as its drink offering, you shall offer it, an offering made by fire for a pleasant aroma to Yahweh. On the Sabbath day you shall offer two male lambs a year old without defect, and two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour for a meal offering mixed with oil, and its drink offering. This is the burnt offering of every Sabbath, in addition to the continual burnt offering and its drink offering. In the beginnings of your months, you shall offer a burnt offering to Yahweh. Two young bulls, one ram, seven male lambs a year old without defect, and three-tenths of an ephah, a fine flour for a meal, for a meal offering mixed with oil, for each bull, and two-tenths of the fine flour for a meal offering mixed with oil for the one ram, and one-tenth part of fine flour mixed with oil for a meal offering to every lamb, as a burnt offering of a pleasant aroma, an offering made by fire to Yahweh. Their drink offering shall be half a hin of wine for a bull, the third part of a hin for the ram, and the fourth part of a hin for a lamb. This is the burnt offering of every month throughout the months of the year. 
Also, one male goat for a sin offering to Yahweh shall be offered, in addition to the continual burnt offerings and its drink offering. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, is Yahweh's Passover. On the fifteenth day of this month shall be a feast. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. In the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no regular work, but you shall offer an offering made by fire, a burnt offering to Yahweh, two young bulls, one ram, and seven male lambs a year old. They shall be without defect with their meal offering, fine flour mixed with oil. You shall offer the three-tenths for a bull and two-tenths for a ram. You shall offer one-tenth for every lamb of the seven lambs, and one male goat for a sin offering to make atonement for you. You shall offer these in addition to the burnt offering of the morning, which is for a continual burnt offering. In this way you shall offer daily, for seven days, the food of the offering made by fire, of a pleasant aroma to Yahweh. It shall be offered in addition to the continual burnt offering and its drink offering. On the seventh day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no regular work. Also in the day of the first fruits, when you offer a new meal offering to Yahweh in your feast weeks, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no regular work, but you shall offer a burnt offering for a pleasant aroma to Yahweh, two young bulls, one ram, seven male lambs a year old, and their meal offering, fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths for each bull, two-tenths for one ram, one-tenth for every lamb of the seven lambs, and one male goat to make atonement for you. Besides the continual burnt offering and its meal offering, you shall offer them and their drink offerings. See that they are without defect. Gracious God, we do give you thanks for the gift of this day, and we pray that you would send forth your Holy Spirit, that you would illuminate these words that we have read, that you would help us to unpack the truths from these ancient words so that we might apply them to our lives today and lead lives that are holy as you are holy, which is what you call us to do, uh, and that we might walk in a way that brings you honor and glory through whatever interactions we have, whatever work we have to do, uh, whatever fellowship we are going to have, or any run-ins with neighbors or strangers. Lord, we just pray that you'd be glorified in and through us. And we ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ, your precious Son. Amen. Well, friends, in these chapters here today in the book of Numbers, we see uh, God providing some more instructions for giving order and how to live as a holy community. We see this in Numbers chapter 27 right away when a father dies and there are daughters left behind and no male heir to receive the possession of the father and to carry on the name. So there are provisions given that allow the possessions to pass on to the daughters in a, in a just way. I'd say there's justice here for that. God does care, and God will help provide the means of structuring this community so that there is equity and so that a family's name could carry on, even if there are no male heirs. You've got to remember that the, the scriptures were written in a time of um, patriarchy, basically. It was very patriarchal. Men were, unfortunately, valued over women. Uh, they were the ones who were the breadwinners and the ones who 
were respected in society, made all the contracts and things of that nature. So it is good here that God steps in and helps pave the way to ensure that the women of a family are taken care of and that the the name of the family carries on through them, through possessions, through land, business, and what have you. We'll also see here in these chapters that just like Aaron was uh, invited up on the mountain uh, where he have, would have his last interaction with God and would then be gathered to his people, a.k.a. die, uh, Moses has the same interaction with God. Now God says, it's your time to go. You know, you and Aaron, you were going to go into the promised land, but because you, because you disobeyed me in the desert, the wilderness of Zin, when the people were thirsty by striking the rock, when I told you to just say a few words and water would come out of the rock, well, because of that disobedience, there are consequences and you are not going into the promised land. So we start seeing this coming to pass now. But before uh, Moses goes on, God encourages him to tell the people to maintain the festivals, to maintain the days of Sabbath and so on, because these are patterns that help the people remember where they came from. They help the people understand that God has been with them and has rescued them and is leading them on through time to the promised land. So these holy days are to be kept. They are to be practiced and passed down through the generations. I think it's very important that each of us maintains this same posture of remembering, right? Remembering what God has done for us throughout life. You know, journaling is a great way to capture this so that we don't forget where we've come from and we don't forget the times that God answered our prayers and the way that only God could do. This is a great reminder for us that we are to celebrate the holy days throughout the year, such as Christmas and Easter and Pentecost and all the other holy days that God has blessed us with. But also we remember that Jesus, before he died, he gave a gift to his disciples, right? In the, the Holy Communion, the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist, however you know it by. And Jesus gave this to the disciples because he knew that soon his physical presence would no longer be amongst them. And they would need a way to remember what Jesus did for them. Notice also that Jesus gave this gift during one of these high holy festivals, these holy days, in particular Passover. Remember, this, is, this was the event that happened that was able to liberate the Israelites from Egypt when Moses was leading them out. This was the last plague of the death of the firstborn, and uh, God made provision for the Israelites to be spared so that they could escape. And what did they have to do? They had to sacrifice a lamb and take some of the blood and sprinkle it on their doorframe and lintel so that the agent of this plague that would bring about the death would pass over their households. Now, Jesus anchored Holy Communion on this day because he was identifying as the Passover lamb who would be sacrificed and whose blood would allow for the forgiveness of sins. 
so that God can look past these sins so that we can have eternal life with God. The bread symbolized the body which was given for us and the blood which was shed for us for this very purpose. And it's very vital that we participate in communion as often as possible as it is a time for us to receive God's grace, to be reminded of forgiveness, to be filled so that we can go into the world and share God's love with those who need it and who need the reminder that there is a way out, that God has made a way for people to come back into right relationship with God. So friends, I hope that you are making space in your life to recount what God has done in your life. Consider where you started and where you are today, and consider the times that God has intervened and and help you to get where you are today. And if you're listening and you have not had this experience before, there is no better time than now to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, to be your Lord and Savior. And when we talk about Jesus as our Lord, that means we are yielding ourselves to, to his will so that we might put ourselves in a position to live a life that is holy and pleasing to God and that puts us in a position to have joy and hope that we didn't have before. And when we talk about Jesus as our Savior, we are resting in the fact that Jesus died the death that we deserve, that his blood which was shed was sufficient for our forgiveness of sins so that we might be in right relationship with God. And we give thanks that God made that way for us. But friends, it's all about faith, trusting that God will do what God said he will do. And if you've been with us since the beginning of this Bible and your reading plan, you have seen how God has been a person of promise, that what he has promised will come to pass, and also that God is a very patient God, even though Israel had some missteps. God was there with open arms ready to take them back over and over again. And he's willing to do the same for you and for me. Praise God for that. And friends, if you are listening today and you want to invite Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life, I invite you to pray this prayer with me. Well, dear God, I do confess that I am a sinner. I have done things which I should not have done, and I didn't do things that I should have done. So, Lord, I place my faith in you. I place my faith in Jesus Christ who died for me so that my sins could be forgiven. Lord, I ask that you would come into my heart and to my life to lead me and to show me the areas of my life that still need to be yielded over to you Guide me, comfort me, and help me to become more and more like you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you've prayed that prayer and you would like to know some next steps on how to take your faith seriously and to, to grow in this relationship with God, I invite you to reach out to me. Uh, you can click that link that's in the show notes and go to the contact section, and I'd be glad to 
pray with you and celebrate with you and, and help you out with some good next steps so that you can take your relationship with God seriously and that you can become more and more effective as a follower of Jesus in this world. Well, friends, it's been a great day. It's been a great week. I hope that you enjoy your weekend, and I look forward to seeing you again on Monday. Have a very blessed day.